Flashback FM, where every night's a dance party. Hey, this is Flashback FM. This is Matt Hunter with Old Gamers Almanac, the only morning radio show that plays songs that are less old when they were a flashback than the game we are talking about is now. How's it going, Hunter? We're going to be having some hot takes, Liberty City. We're going to be we're going to be gunning you down with all of the spiciest video game news, <laughs> reviews, opinions on games that are old Liberty City game. I don't know how we just like normally introduce the show now with that. I mean, that's this yeah. is the new energy of the show, yeah. I think. That should just be a bit right there, just kind of going forever. So, um, sorry to Night Corey. We have retired <laughs> your theme song. It did us well. Say hello to our new hotness, Debbie uh, Harry. The lady, Debbie Harry, uh, uh, the singer from Blondie, uh, and Giorgio Moroder, um, obviously one of the, the greatest producers of all time. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's that's our new theme song. Yep, uh, we yep. probably not we're not gonna get sued in the first year using it. No, okay. Yeah, we got plenty of legs on. It'll that. come later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Old Gamers Almanac, where we rank every video game every week at a time. What's up? I'm Matt. This is Hunter. How are you? I'm good. I'm great. I'm excited to uh, steal this this podcast and drive it wherever I yeah. want. <laughs> <laughs> this is Grand Theft Auto 3 week. We are in the middle of our 2001 A Game Odyssey season where we, we are covering 15 important games from 2001. This is our fifth but also our eighth game for 2001. And this yeah. is perhaps the most definitively 2001 game we could possibly have on the scene. This is the... I feel like the the like you could go back in time and change the tenor of Grand Theft Auto 3 if you changed the style of humor and you would change the entire style of humor in all of the aughts like you would change that entire decades like reliance on shock humor and violence and stupid jokes like it, I feel like this is a genesis point of all of that. It's interesting that you want to give it that much credit for in in a comedy way cuz actually <laughs> my perspective on it was that it is kind of rote and sort of the it's sort of the same thing that you would get anywhere at this uh -huh. time. Um light uh bush era criticism sprinkled throughout mm -hmm. um, without ever really quite touching on the big things, you yeah. know what I mean? Just like yeah. you you notice a lot in uh, in comedy of this time people talking about um, like the really big cars, like people yeah. driving like big sport utility vehicles, as if that was yes, yes, the worst yes. Of our you're concerns. really skewering uh, the culture of that day. Yeah. The, the only issue I see here is people driving cars that are too damn big. This is a that's time, all I see. The issue here, where that's people all I've got. have a willingness to be critical, but they don't want to name any names. Right? Yeah. We, we'd yeah. hate to. We'd hate to point any specific fingers. Uh, yeah, which to me is funny. Grand Theft Auto 3, okay, it's a game about crime. It's, it's like the proper kind of first open world 3D game after this game yeah. came out. A, a new genre was born, but it's the third in its own series. So this is them adapting a series they've already been doing and bringing it into the 3D world. Uh, yeah. What's funny to me is 
if you didn't have the radio stations of this game, you would not really have any of that social commentary. Like, all of that social commentary stuff right. is portrayed through kind of exclusively the the, uh, the names of a couple yeah. things in the environments, but mostly just the radio station. Right, yeah, the sto- how how silly is the story itself? Some it's it's silly in like a different way. Yeah. Um it's not it doesn't seem to be as obviously comedic. Um and it just kind of feels like do you remember remember that movie? You remember that movie I saw? <laughs> I saw that movie. And did you know that I got the guy that was in that movie? We yeah. got him in there. Yeah. He didn't know what he was doing, but he's in here. We got Joey Pants is in this <laughs> Uh, in this game, Joey Pantalone just just doing uh just doing a random character's just voice, not even a thing. particularly important character. It's just a character you right. meet. Right, it's like the what? It's the first uh, character you meet that gives you missions. Yeah, yeah. They got Joey Pant. in doing that. You know, that's so ridiculous. Wild. Yeah. Th- so this game, yeah, the the plot of this game is just like you are a nameless, voiceless person who is betrayed by their girlfriend in a in like a bank heist and then you break out of you don't even make it to the prison because you're a part of another thing it doesn't matter but then you just you get involved in crime families in this city and you never say a word and people just kind of keep throwing jobs at you and there are multiple backstabs it's like the only plot redirection they have access to in the script for this is oh, actually, now you're going to be hired to kill or undo the person who you last were doing jobs for or whatever. Yeah. And most of Grand Theft Auto 3 plays out just like that. You do a few jobs for this person, a few quests, and then someone new will get introduced to you, and that person is like, I think we should kill the guy you were just working with. And you're like, okay, sure, I'll do anything. And you do that for, I don't know, like 10 hours, basically. That's the plot. That's the main story. But I say all that having been a person who basically... Never really did any of that. I mean, I've done most of the storyline, but i that's not how I play Grand Theft Auto 3 kind of at all. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 is just a, a little arcade sandbox where you drive cars and shoot stuff and go nuts. You go ham with your friends. That's my experience with this entire game. Yeah, I, um, I've, I beat this game a couple times. I can't say that I beat it specifically for this show. Um in this replaying of it, I was playing the new uh, remasters that they did for uh, new consoles uh, with new hot new graphics and new uh, lighting. Um, and I gotta tell you, I I don't know why Rockstar chooses to not care about itself, but if like Rockstar was a person. Uh-huh. I would sit them down and I would be like, is everything okay? Because it seems like this is not, you're exercising some, I would say, maybe not self-love, maybe the opposite of that, I'm feeling, uh, with these remasters. They're very just, like, disrespectful yeah. to the legacy of uh, Grand Theft Auto, which is a bummer for them because I would say, I would characterize myself when it comes to Grand Theft Auto as, as of it essentially working out this way. Grand Theft Auto 3 comes out, I am, like, 11 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. I think I'm 12. I think I've turned 12. Uh, yeah. And the, the I turned 12 the week this game came out. This game came out October 23, um, 2001. My birthday's October 27th. Dox him. Get him, everyone. So, Drop you know, him. you can Let's guess go. what I wanted for my birthday yeah. um, that year. Uh, so Wait, were you, did you live in a household where that would have actually been allowed? Uh, I mean, I played Grand Theft Auto 3. Yeah. 
in my house. There is no way I could have even deigned to ask for this game. This was exclusively a go to my friend's house where their parents are a little bit more lax and and that's who's going to play, who has Grand Theft Auto 3, and that's where you'll play. Uh, I was never allowed near this game. Now, I think my... I, I, by this point, my parents understood that uh, I really liked video games in yeah. a way that was like, I don't know, that I could play things and right. that it, it would be fine. Totally. Uh, uh, they, they, I think I think it's more like, I think some parents were able to to understand that this game is a joke. Mm-hmm. And so when they would, when because I mean, I don't know, that, that was the thing that was so, I mean, we can get into... How this ge- how the reaction to this game went down? Sure, um, but you would basically have to not play it in order to not evaluate it as comedy. Yeah, um, right. Which it is. It it is specifically uh, a comedy focused game. Um, so, anyways, uh, liked Grand Theft Auto Three a lot. It like blew my mind. Played Vice City. Played San Andreas. I thought San Andreas was like one of the greatest games yeah. of all time. Right. Um, when it came out. Grand Theft Auto, Auto 4 comes out. I thought that was great, even though it kind of, it wasn't as silly anymore. It was yeah. serious I love that. I was one of the people that, like, desperately got very into GTA 4 and was okay with it being more serious. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe maybe serious works for for this series. And then something happened in between GTA 4 and GTA 5. And I think what it is is that I started... Um, I started thinking uh, more critically about comedy and mm-hmm. getting into the idea of doing stand-up comedy myself. Yeah. Um, and let me tell you, evaluating the Grand Theft Auto games as <laughs> as products of comedy by that metric, <laughs> it, it fails pretty hard. It smells like what I think it is, which is a <laughs> lot of people that have no background in comedy writing. Yeah. Basically getting to write jokes yeah i think there's kind of this kind of thing that's happened with grand theft auto where it's like it's not actually funny yeah but it cosplays as funny so everyone's like well i guess it's funny but then if you actually checked in with yourself you'd be like wait has this ever made me laugh right like, have i ever actually right been like like actually enjoyed the comedy of this and then gta 5 comes out and i play it i feel like mostly because i have to and the whole time i'm just kind of like these games are technically brilliant um, mm-hmm. each, each one of them I think is technically brilliant and, and I, I consider them like vital to play. They just feel like they're made by some people, yeah. some guys, I'll right. say some guys right. that some guys that I would not want to hang out with right. and that I would not have a very good time yeah. hanging out in their, in their house. And they're like um, abusing workers while it's like, it's everything about it is like, yeah, that, that tracks actually, because they wrote this kind of dialogue and then like also it, everything I feel like makes sense with like the history of Rockstar and how all this stuff goes down where it's just like, yeah, I, yeah kind of it's going to be like this. <laughs> Let's I, go, I, would, I would like to put that in a separate dimension. I'm talking more about how, uh, how I feel about the, the sure. work itself. Sure. Um, yes, we can talk about the real life stuff, the real life stuff uh, when it comes to Rockstar. Yeah, no, they've, they've got a horrible report card there, um, obviously, but uh, I just mean in like my reaction to yeah. to this as a piece of art and a piece of entertainment is like it's it's very it feels very strange. It feels like at some point the um the the comedy aspect of myself rejected this series so strongly as yeah. being like bad comedy essentially, right? Um, that it makes it very hard to to play these games and enjoy them because it's almost it's like watching 
um, a, a comedian that you realize you now think is hack. That, yeah. And all their jokes don't work for you anymore because right. you're just like, God, you just suck. Yeah. Just, this is just not... This is not good comedy. Yeah. Um, and I would I would put that to Grand Theft Auto 3 a lot. Yeah. This game is full of jokes. Yeah. And I do not think any of them are particularly <laughs> funny. And let me be clear. I do not obje object to these jokes because they're too edgy. No. I don't think Grand Theft Auto 3 is actually that edgy at all. Although no. it sure thinks it is, doesn't right. it? Right. Um, it just isn't funny. Right. Like, it's like, this is just not well-constructed Poorly material. conceived, poorly constructed jokes. Yeah. Like, they aren't yeah. even... And Matt, <laughs> I actually think you're hitting on part of why the comedy of Grand Theft Auto 3 does not work is because the comedy the comedy world of it is at odds yeah. with the story world, right. which is really just obsessed with, like, gangster movies and crime right. films. Right. It's it's not that... And, and this is why San Andreas maybe is... is I would say closer to yes uh, an ideal type Grand Theft Auto game because the story of of uh, San Andreas is filled with wacky characters, whereas in Grand Theft Auto Three, our NPCs are just literally just characters from mobster movies, and right. that's that's pretty much all they are. Right. You know? Yeah, I think San Andreas and GTA Four, in different ways, both strive for something that is actually like a a higher version of what these games could be and and even they fail in lots of ways or whatever yeah uh yeah for for me these games are well, okay <laughs> first just to wrap up some comedy stuff uh hunter and i in junior high and in high school were in this uh extracurricular thing that that is essentially uh like competitive drama you, yeah. you you would as a student put together like a five to five to seven minute long thing of a of varying categories, and uh, I as an idiot eighth grader once did Chatterbox FM. Oh my as a, god! As a humorous interpretation piece, which is like a thing where you it was one you're of my favorite pieces because it. you're you are playing a it's one person intended to play a bunch of different characters. So yeah. I I like put together you were a Laszlo compilation. You were... I was Laszlo and all the guests, and I did that. That's how bad uh, <laughs> things were for Matt <laughs> in two thousand and like three or whatever. <laughs> And that's about the humor level we're yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. Folks. It's like a, a, a kid in high school in right. 2003 or whatever yes. would find this very funny. Right. Um, yeah. it, it's, it is just a weird game. Now, all of that aside, because again, the game really doesn't... The only other humor of the game is that sandbox stuff, right? From that right. point on, it's like, you can run over anybody. And it's like, that's the stuff that was equal parts like funny and goofy at the time because it's just like nothing had gone that hard on yeah. that sort of idea which is why it then also got the backlash and people were like this is deeply emblematic of a failing society blah 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 mm -hmm. blah blah we were i was like rereading about this and i forgot about that jack thompson guy he's crazy what a nutso uh just the but all the people that used this as like final it before this it was mortal Kombat, right there's every right. every so often a game comes along where the people who just want video games gone in general for weird, crazy person reasons, they get this, like, poster child for, like, yeah. see see how bad it can be or whatever. Right. Um, and it's such a funny thing for them to point to because it's, like we said, you, you said earlier, it's so obviously stupid. Like, it's so, right. if you actually sat down and played the thing, like, it's so mm -hmm. clunky and goofy and, like, you run over a character and they literally just, like, 
flap out and splat like it's it's absurd it's completely absurd to think any of this is uh real in any way and i think that's the thing that even strikes home to me about playing grand theft auto 3 now is grand theft auto as a series and rockstar as a company has continually strived more and more and more for realism and instead like Mm. they're trying to fully recreate cities grand theft auto 3 is like an arcade game by comparison to me it's it is so much less about creating a living breathing world i think they say that in some of the like press interviews at the time but nothing about grand theft auto 3 invokes like a living breathing world to me the mechanics of grand theft auto 3 are you can drive around and you can shoot guns and uh Within those two things, you acquire your stars, right? That are how many police are going to chase after you and what they're going to bring to the table. Um, so as you get more stars, you need to be more and more equipped. So the big challenge as a kid was like, can you get to six stars and survive and get yourself unwanted after getting all the way up to six stars? Which I don't know if I ever achieved. Is it, I don't even know how possible it is to get up to six and fall back down. Obviously, they send tanks at you, Matt. I don't yeah, think exactly. people, unless you're using cheats. I'm, you know, I don't yeah. think you can really the, do that. The only way to do it is the other thing here mechanically that happens in grand theft auto 3 that they slowly trickle away from with each new iterate like by grand theft auto 4 this is gone but in gta 3 there's like little item pickups around the world like there's there's just like a health pod that sits there and then there's little police pods so the idea should be that you learn kind of your area of the map you you would plan out where you're gonna do your big you know crazy massacre uh everything and you would plan that around to get up to your six stars and then know you would have played the game so much that you would know on the map like where all these little pods are so you can go around and lower your police threshold to then eventually get yourself back down to zero. That's the way I think of like the arcadiness of this game is like it's open, but it's small enough where you could get a semblance and the, and the game is doled out to you little bits at a time, right? You, you only have a small little island that you start with and then as you play the main storyline you expand the scope of the island to uh, include more areas. But the the intent there being like, kind of master this area, learn all the ins and outs of this area. I feel like I realized playing the earliest missions, you drive down the same like four roads for almost like every single mission for a while until they finally like expand things out. It's, it, it is significantly more, um, it's tighter than I had remembered Grand Theft Auto being because we've had so many games since then that have expanded that to, to such wide margins you know gta 5 is this completely massive game world that it, it does not have that same feel anymore so there's something weird about gta 3 to me that that is very much like a i don't know i i just to me it's interesting that the storyline can have such a focus when it is so little of what the game is for me and to me it's so much more of it is just the like Go on a rampage and do your rampage and see how that goes in in these various environments. Yeah, um, I definitely I definitely enjoyed a rampage or two uh, when I was in uh, when I was in when I was in school when I was a, right. when, I, when I was a wee lad. I did I did like doing a rampage or so. I can I can understand and have sympathy for people that felt at the time that 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 aspect of it was like like that that level of violence was like wild because it is kind of crazy that it is a game where 
you know, if, if you want to play it that way, what yeah. you're doing is you're just killing like the random pedestrian characters. But the random right. pedestrians in Grand Theft Auto Three are um, they're cartoon characters. They're right. very they're they're very goofy. But it is weird that the game is kind of like I would say there's something. One thing that I think happens a lot in culture is a good potential conversation will um, occur. Like it'll be like, oh, we could we could talk about this culturally. Yeah. And uh, it might be a good conversation. And then because you have so many bad faith actors right. that are willing to jump into anything in order to, you know, sabotage it for their own goals or, or prop themselves up or, mm-hmm. or build uh, some kind of hype for themselves or, or something, um, we skip the good conversation. We go to just like the bad version. So for I just sure. want to say for the record, I actually think they're, I th- actually think we could have had an interesting conversation about violence in 2001 yeah. when this game came out and resonated the way that it did. Right. Um, because yeah, I mean, it, it is, it is weird. Like right. you are, you're playing this game where one of the most fun things you can do is kill random people on the street and right. then build up your wanted level system yeah. as high as possible and then get chased, you know, by the police. Uh, yeah, there's something there. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it, they're like, again take yeah. humanity as as a person or or maybe maybe i should say the united states as a person maybe and if they told me that they were like yeah i've been playing this game where you know you just kind of kill like random people it's like really fun they're like right. silly or whatever they're right. not like real you know um i'd still be like yeah but i think like there might be something going on here that maybe we should yeah. maybe we should figure out and instead we just got tv news people like saying making ridiculous claims right. about right. how the game works when clearly like they had never played it and had no right had no sympathy for any people that may have enjoyed it when if anything grand theft auto 3 um ver- and I, I we've been talking so much about the culture of it that i want to make sure we do get to some mechanical stuff um but i will say this um when it comes to evaluating grand theft auto 3 as a as a piece of culture um it is just obsessed with movies so much yeah that I'm not really sure how you divorce the two. Like, right. if, if anything, Grand Theft Auto 3 uh, seems like an inevitable game for someone that loves, you know, kind of uh, dorm room uh, masterpiece crime movies. You know right. what I mean? Like, it, like right. if you have a Scarface poster in your dorm room, yep. I think it makes sense that you would want to play a game like Grand Theft Auto 3. Right. Like it feels a little bit weird to when Grand Theft Auto Three comes along to be like, ah, I see what the problem is. It's specifically this when it's like, dude, Grand Theft Auto Three is just made out of movies. Right. It's it's just kind of, I would say, at a pretty um pretty crude level, just kind of doing an impression of uh, a bunch of different movies that these people liked. Yeah. Uh, when they were making the game, we, we we skipped an entire conversation about just like desensitization right like it's just like how do these how do these things desensitize all of us and people went straight to it causes exactly this kind of crime and it's like man we've never like there has never been (laughs) the -hmm. things you can do in grand theft auto 3 do not exist you know what i mean that that like that is an insane level and and i it is pretty absurd that people ever divorced it from that movie quality of it i i do think and, and i think maybe some of that is laid at the feet of the people making it because they talk so much about it like this is like a real city and they've pushed further and further for that aspect right. but they strive more and more for the realism 
and further away from the movie, although not always. I mean, GTA 4 has, like, ramp a car into a helicopter kind of stuff. They always fly off the handle towards the end in terms of, like, lethal weapon action movie stuff. Uh, But, yeah, I I think it's very, very weird that uh, this gets treated really even that much differently than any other although again it's the the people that actually are are crying loudest about this are the ones who are also opposed to the violent movies and are also opposed to the rap music and all of that so it's hard Mm. to it's hard to get away from all of the people that are just using this for other means rather than like actually caring about (laughs) what is culturally relevant and what what is actually being uh, achieved by these things yeah, I'm. Uh, I I just think it would be interesting to know what. Um, and I I like. I'm not going to make decisions based off off something like this, but I would be interested to know like what does your brain look like when right. you're doing a rampage in Grand Theft Auto. That's right. all I'm saying. I'm right. just saying like that might be interesting to find out. Yeah. I'm less interested in like out outlier situations um, yeah. of like people being like inspired by violence yeah. uh, and then doing I mean, violence themselves. I think that's something that uh is like it it's like something that is so beyond the pale yes. of far, as far as like what a, a normal person will react to this to this piece of entertainment right i'm more interested though in like what is happening in a normal person's brain right. whenever they are uh right. performing uh these these digital uh violent acts not because i already know i i'm just curious yeah. i want to know what yeah. what what does uh what does this do to you and what you know what are some possible effects of this that maybe we haven't made connections to before right um anyways though me, me and matt are neither psychologists nor are we um sociologists <laughs> so i'm not really sure why we're talking about the game in it's hard in not th- to these ways in, in the history corners but let's talk mechanically uh so hunter i was talking about this game kind of like as an arcade experience do you you've beaten the game a number of times do you enjoy actually playing through the game game of this sometimes um i i think there are some aspects of it that that work better than others um all of it feels um crude uh i would say all of it like one of the things that i think is kind of sad about grand theft auto 3 is that it is one of the i would say revolutionary works of of game design in Mm -hmm. that when it came out nothing was ever going to be the same again yeah um it didn't even invent the structure, though, to be fair. Right. Um, but it, it it had it packaged close enough to where we were all willing to sit down with it and imagine the future. Right. And that's, I think, what a really special game does. However, unlike something like Mario 64 or um, even Final Fantasy VII, um, it, it is a game that I think immediately had feelings of like, well, I wish it was like this, or I wish it was slightly <laughs> different, or like I'm I'm hoping for it to be more. And then Vice City was very a very fast follow up. Yeah, game. So and Vice City already improved on some things when, by the time that came out. So I would say the shelf life of Grand Theft Auto Three feeling like old. Yeah, was was uh or all right maybe I should call it the expiration date. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 expired really fast, is right. my point. Right. Grand, Theft, Grand Theft Auto 3 felt like an old game. Yeah. Uh, like, as fast as it was, like, you know, because it, like it was like a bolt of lightning, this game. Like, right. wow, now now there are games like this 
there had not been games like this before now there are that's crazy mm -hmm. and then just as quickly it felt like oh this is old now and we're going to have better versions of this right so it becomes really difficult i think to evaluate it for our purposes in that way because in a way it is one of the most important games ever made i don't doubt that at right. all right it's just like, like I mean, I don't know. I'll play Mario 64 right now. I'll play Final Fantasy 7 right now. I'll play, there's so many, I'll play Doom right now. There's yeah. so many of those foundational, mind-blowing games that change everything that will load up anytime. Not Grand Theft Auto 3, man. Right. It is, it's, 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 it's full of holes. It's, yeah. it's just full of like weird, weird mechanical uh, glitchiness, feelings right. of like, is this how this is supposed to feel or is this just like, where they got it and then they kind of walked away the driving feels bad the shooting feels worse oh my god so uh, bad the shooting I, I, is unbelievably <laughs> that's, bad. that's what the made shooting me was bad at the time by the <laughs> exactly. way i just want to say that for the record i was yeah. reading a lot of video game magazines at this point now like what's cool about talking about 2001 is little hunter was totally awake and reading all the game conversations mm -hmm. by this mm -hmm. point um and i remember people complained a lot about grand theft auto 3's uh, combat mechanics yeah. at the time. It it felt bad even then. And it right. still feels bad in the remasters, by the way. They did not overhaul it uh, to uh, the extent that was definitely necessary, I would yeah. say. Yeah, I, I think it feels... It's funny how there are... We, I already said it earlier. There's two things you can do in this game. Drive and shoot, and only one of those things feels any good to do at all. Yeah. The, dri the driving does, I would say, hold up well enough for something of this like it's, era. It's not as... It's not as horrifying as the shooting, but I still don't really like the driving, yeah. to be well, honest. Well, and the worst thing about the driving is how quickly basically every car in the game explodes. Like, you can crash, like, mm -hmm. twice, and then it's like, nope, time to find a new car. Um, right. So, yeah, I, I, I find the quests of this time, too, incredibly annoying. Um, so, so many of them ask you to do something, especially when it's, like, a shooting quest. I mean, there, almost right away, there's a quest where it's, like, crash into these people get them out of their car and like kill all of them and right. the the lock-on system if you happen to get them to crash where there's like a crowd of people you will be forced to lock on to like every single pedestrian on your pathway to trying to lock sure. on to the yeah, one yeah. person you're trying to lock on to and so because of that because it's so clunky it's very easy to just die to fail the mission and right. then okay well the way this game resets you is uh Let's not just restart the mission. Let's let you die. You reload in a hospital, uh, and then you need to drive back to the quest giver, watch the cutscene again, right. and then right. go do the quest again. And God help you if you fail again. <laughs> so when you right. get caught in these loops of like, hey, actually, this is a pretty hard mission, uh, it can take you a long time and be exceedingly repetitive, especially not just in the quest itself, but the driving to the quest. Like, it is just so steeped in repetition that I... and. and it, that's what makes the main storyline like almost unplayable for me is it's too easy to fail and reset and almost none of the cinematics and what I'm doing are even that interesting to me, right? The, the game is not that invested in the story it's telling. It's mostly that open world thing. And then there's like, yeah, yeah, yeah there's like a crime movie kind of happening in the back. Right. It's, it's just so deeply not worth the effort compared to even its own follow-ups, right? Vice right. City and San Andreas invest a lot more into story where you're like, okay, this is actually, even though the missions have pretty bad resets, it's not until GTA four that like, I think they actually start doing resets in the mission itself or whatever checkpoints um, yeah yeah they actually um, have like proper checkpoints so it's it this one just like gets so annoying to me so quickly yeah um 
one thing I think is really interesting about Rockstar's game design is that it feels so. So we're talking about pioneers of the open world, basically. Right. Um, however, they seem oddly always kind of locked down as far as what they ask the player to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll say one thing that I that's good about Grand Theft Auto Three is it actually feels like because they're so early in this journey, they're a little less locked down and a little open to weird i've done some very strange stuff to prepare for a grand theft auto 3 mission yeah. like really weird stuff like leaving like charting out my path and like leaving cars at oh, various wow. places yeah um there's one mission in particular that i think is literally called grand theft auto yeah where i would and sometimes you get messed up by like a load. Sometimes your your car would disappear inexplicably. But I would do stuff like, like, it's it's a mission where you have to drive to specific places and pick up uh, good cars and then bring them back to this garage, which creates mm. a problem of, and you have to do it within a certain amount of time. I think it's like six minutes or something like that. It's a pretty low amount yeah. of time. Um, you have to go get these three cars that are parked all over the city, bring them to this garage, and drop them off. The problem here is once you drop off the car, what are you going to drive to the next one? Yeah. So I would park. Three, cars. three fast cars <laughs> right by that garage yeah and that's prep work that would i mean that probably take me five minutes ten minutes at least yeah. just doing that right um so like i do all kinds of weird stuff and because grand theft auto 3 was a little less it, it was a little less on rails mm -hmm. it feels a little more open systemically that's cool however it feels to me like rockstar was never that interested in sort of the thing that like breath of the wild is about yeah which is this is a big open world with lots of individual systemic pieces and they can all just kind of interact on their own. Right. It's like these people never played like Dwarf Fortress. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like I, w I want the Grand Theft Auto that played Dwarf Fortress yep. and is more interested in that. I don't even care. I don't know. You can take the rampaging out if you just give me like, like systems interacting with each right. other in, in new and unique ways. And I know there is some of that yeah but what i mean is i want that stuff to be affecting what the player is asked to do by the game i want right. it in the missions right there's a significant lack of actual emergent design in these games it's very yeah. much just like once you start doing the thing it's very kind of self i mean i i'm i'm thinking of a lot of even like gta 4 missions where it's like well you go to a building and then you do an entire sequence in the building where it's like well right. we've we've planted all the things there like everybody that's gonna be there for the mission is there for the mission and, and right. you could you could finish the mission and come back 45 seconds later and all of it would be wiped clean none of it would be there anymore or whatever yeah, yeah. And, and yeah there's there, for for being an open design there's so little to it that is invested in the sort of perpetual nature of it now for gta 3 we can kind of write that off of like well they're barely fitting this into the amount of ram the ps2 has already so there's certain mm. things outside of their scope but yeah i i think about how often you can do a mission and if you're like trying to drive really fast uh and like cutting corners and stuff the worst thing that can happen to you in grand theft auto is um you know, you, you, you drive along the sidewalk for a bit because you're like dodging around cars. You could run over like 10 people on the sidewalk and nothing would go. Nothing would happen to you. Sure, right? yeah, yeah. You run over if one cop, cop you run over one cop and it's instantly a star, right? That's that's right. like generally the thing. And uh, the second you get stars while you're on a mission that you weren't explicitly going to definitely get stars on, 
to me, you might as well reset the mission. Like the the the, the mission is bunk now. It's going to be so hard to accomplish anything when when you have done that. That happened to me a couple times of just like, oh shoot, I accidentally got two stars or whatever while I'm just mm. trying to drive these cars around, and that can oh, really almost, yeah. I mean, I I mean I I can deal with that. I can. That's a level of heat I can handle. You just go to a pay and spray. Well, but the but the the point is, you're, we're talking like early in the game for me, and it's it's you don't necessarily have all of those places mapped out just yet, and mm. uh, trying to lose the heat. R- regardless, it's just this thing where it doesn't um, it doesn't feel like it's actually bringing anything to the mission for me. It feels like an annoyance, even though that could have been an emergent design thing. Like I feel like there's opportunity for that, but it never feels like that to me. I th- I think there's actually a problem in how actually not that interesting rampages are because it's literally mm. just slowly ramping up like the number of cars and the style of cars and helicopters right. and stuff that the police bring to the table. Well, if, I mean, to be honest, when, when you were a kid, half the reason you were doing the rampages is just to find out what they would do to right. you. You right. know what I mean? Like, like Definitely. what it's, it's, it's kind of a thing that I sort of miss about being a kid is like when I was a kid, I was really interested in how the artificial intelligence would would respond to my mm-hmm. actions and what the limits there were because you know you get used to like you know you're you're playing against these C, these computer opponents and uh they're pretty dumb yeah i mean they're really dumb in 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 almost all games um and then you know something like halo comes out and you're like oh they like do some stuff right, right. like it's pretty it's it's pretty rudimentary but they do some stuff that's yeah. cool i, I want to interact with that and I also, as kind of a scientist, just want to see what they'll do. Yeah. Um, and I think there was definitely a big aspect of that with um, Grand Theft Auto 3, of just seeing wh- how the wanted system would respond to you and like right. what all you could get them to throw at you and in, in what way. Right. You know? It's just so rudimentary at this stage. You see how much they improve it as the series goes on and on. Of, of They start telegraphing to you like, hey, here's the zone of influence. And if you get out of that, like that's what will start to drop your influence level. None of that exists oh, yeah, in yeah. this first one. And that's where just like, the I don't know. I, I, I genuinely find the whole game of GTA 3 to be not that fun to play, except for kind of exclusively driving around uh, like just at at the mercy of the game not not running from the cops but just driving around in general can be pretty fun mapping out like i want to get from here to here and deciding like which pathways to take i think is fun if anything i think one of the worst additions they bring to later gta games is the gps line that just tells you yeah. like when and where to turn the the most fun i ever have in grand theft auto games is like picking how i'm gonna get from destination to destination and sort of like right mapping that out and going as fast as i can and all that stuff i think that's the most fun i i ever have in these early versions of the game i think that just to put on a fun like theoretical hat for a second mm-hmm. i think if i was in charge of grand theft auto because I, I i just feel like my problem is that i think the whole series is a little too finicky to be yeah. an open world game it's like be, be more be open in the design in, in many different ways yeah um and i actually think grand theft auto 3 is maybe the least finicky um now i'm excited about replaying all of these games for the show uh because to be honest i had sort of after grand theft auto 5 came out in 2013 mm-hmm. i played it i played all the way through it i set it down and i had no interest in ever picking up this series ever again yeah um, so that's like, that's been a while now. That's been almost 10 years mm-hmm. that I've just like, I don't care about Grand Theft Auto. So this is the first time I've, I'm back and thinking about it again. 
And it is interesting to think about. Um, so I am excited about the potential of, of replaying some of these other games um, and seeing how I feel about them now because I felt like I had rejected them mm -hmm. uh, for being um, bad comedy and kind of vaguely annoying. And I, I've always been a little put off by the game design. But this whole thing of like, when do they choose to be open with a mission objective? I'll give you, yeah. I'll give you a good example. In, in Grand Theft Auto 3, there is a mission that is very, very difficult, and it feels difficult in a this-was-not-play-tested-enough kind of way. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is a level where you need to kill this one particular guy. It's like just like a hitman-type thing. He's at the top of a parking garage, and you have to drive all the way... The only way to do this that I could find... Now, I might be... I'm, I, this is where I might have misunderstood some things, uh, is to drive all the way up the parking garage... And then just like use the guns that I had, which right. I'm, I'm not using cheats, by the way. Right. Um, so I don't have access to like other stuff um, to just like kill him and all of his guards. And they're all kind of like positioned up there in a way that's pretty annoying. And I would die a lot. Yeah. Um, and if I tried to, to drive through it, um, they would uh, destroy my car before I could uh, kill him and get away or or I would kill him and then like just not get away. What I would want to see Grand Theft Auto do is for it to sort of be like all right here's the there's this guy you need to kill him this is the setup we don't care how you do it and there's like a million different ways to do it right. like like give me that kind of hitman yes uh, as in the hitman 2016 games level of just open yeah. uh, we do not care how you solve various problems we are not suggesting how you do it mm -hmm. give me a bank heist where they don't tell me how i'm supposed to pull exactly. it off exactly Boy. Where they have not guided me to yeah. it. Where yeah. it is literally just like, listen, we're, the world remembers the things that you do. Yep. If you set this up however you want, and, and maybe even giving me some tools that, that, are, that help with setting things up, let me decide where I want to stash my stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. let, me, let me set a little backpack down with all my stuff in it um, so that I know where my weapons are hidden. Yeah. Uh, let me hide cars, et cetera, et cetera. I want I want Grand Theft Auto to be a systemic yes. open world game, right. not an open world structured game that is essentially linear once you get into the the mm -hmm. missions. But that's what makes it complicated here, right? I I haven't played these games in ten years, and I actually think that Grand Theft Auto Three is the most <laughs> systemic. I'm pretty sure <laughs> as they go, they pare down yeah. the missions, start feeling more like kind of these these instanced yeah. mini worlds like when you're sure. in a mission you're in this the mission building, that's what i'm talking about yeah it's yeah. it's that it's like this is that we're going to spawn these enemies here whereas a gta 3 mission will be like go to this point and when you get to this point we're going to spawn three cars and they're going to chase yeah. you and get yeah. away from them or whatever it yeah. is like there's yeah. so many missions like that in gta 3 so it's tough because i don't know how to evaluate it because i think mm -hmm. my number one problem with with gta is this lack of uh, systemic design i don't care how big the world is make the world smaller for all yes, i care please. have 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 the systems interact in in interesting ways put a little dwarf fortress in there buddy yeah, yeah. um i do i honestly do not care how big your world is i don't know i just i'm gonna be really interested to be honest to to play uh some of the others uh with with this kind of uh lens that i have and i do have to say that those rema those remasters are um trash garbage yeah that belong in the dumpster <laughs> yeah and that's... it's messed up <laughs> what they did and i yeah. paid i but well, listen we do not we don't get games for free on this show um i even specifically was like i want to pay for this myself so that i can tell you without a doubt that i 
that it w is annoying yeah. and uh, just a crappy thing to do, Rockstar yeah. is putting out. The, these remasters are so... They look hideous. Yeah. The characters look <laughs> insane. They look like... The characters in the new Grand Theft Auto remasters, they look like... And this is kind of gross. They look like the old PS2 character. Yeah was is still there is still underneath it <laughs> and that they've taken like a new bodysuit of how this character should look now and and because they can't get rid of the old ps2 character underneath they've slipped on this kind of uh -huh. a kind of um a a kind, kind of, of slip cover like a for a couch a like kind a of body harvest cover a kind yeah, of body a, harvest a, a kind of a kind of invasion of the body snatchers <laughs> new skin yeah. just painted on so it's all chunky and like Ugh. jutting out because there's another human being underneath that yeah. character it's so strange rockstar i cannot like, believe that you would do that it's like ai upscaled too so it's like this is what we think an eyeball looks like because we are only a computer <laughs> yeah and it saps these games of a lot of their personality the thing about grand theft auto 3 and vice city and san andreas is art design wise they had a lot of character mm. And a lot of that has been taken away by the AI upscaling. Yeah, a lot of Honestly, it has just been procedurally taken out. I don't think bullshit. GTA Three looks that bad. I, like playing it in the emulator, it was. Yeah. A, it's it's a clean art style. Like the just faces. Let me play it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I don't the, care. The faces yeah. are not it's trying to achieve a perfect reality. There's a cartooniness to them that like works. And and I yeah. I. I, they they almost could have leaned into that and that almost looks like they thought about leaning into it for the remaster and then just right. like except for not quite when we we, we abandoned it completely <laughs> oh i gotta tell you about so so the game does do some pretty funny stuff sometimes on accident um one of my favorite things that it does that i think it did back in the day as well is um if you go to the harbor um uh, which you can do you do that for several missions and i also mm. think there's like some some extra stuff you can do out there the harbor has all these signs up saying like no trespassing, like no being here or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you drive over to the harbor, right? Um, a lot of the time, I don't know if it always does this, but I noticed this like several times. The pedestrians will still be turned on. <laughs> so you are you are driving in like a little where there's like a boat and a dock and there doesn't really make sense for any people to be there. And there's yeah. just people spawning out there just like walking <laughs> around and saying like their street dialogue. Yeah. And it makes no sense. <laughs> um, and I love little stuff like that. Like, yeah. honestly, that's where the charm of this game uh, really comes out is the whole like. This is the early days of this type of thing. So yeah, yeah it's going to it's going to make some goofy decisions. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I I definitely want to lean into the the future of this is supposed to be like a crime not simulator but close to it. They, they teased the idea of heists in GTA 5 and I haven't played GTA like online where they've they've added more and more heists, but everything I understand about it is it is not that Hitman level map everything out and plan out an actual proper heist it's sort of just like yeah pick one of these like couple of specific paths to get through everything and i do think a gta game that had that level and maybe it's not grand theft auto like maybe rockstar is never going to give it to us but a, a a nice proper heist game um would be pretty great i don't i mean there's probably some examples of that too i don't know if payday it's a first person game but i, I don't know if payday lets you plan things out to that degree that's like a weird first person shooter game but right i i just think there's probably more interesting ideas in this space um do we want to talk about how this compares to 54 other arbitrary games yeah i i guess so <laughs> although i think it's going to be pretty difficult to be honest um <laughs> 
not sure how to oh also real quick though we didn't we we never talked about its place in the 2001 canon well i i thought i thought we might do that after i kind of we kind of flip flop back and forth and i'm interested in getting this one on the list and then talking 2001 a little bit more okay we kind of opened with a lot of cultural stuff and i'd like to return to that yeah we'll kind of bookend it with culture okay cool 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 um so i'm pulling up where it is on my personal list yeah um okay yeah yeah all right i still i still stand by this um hard to hard to say where it should go on this list huh yeah um it is it it possibly has a 10 out of 10 for legacy yeah in that it's you yeah go ahead you were saying something earlier though of the idea that like did it there were other games that were sort of achieving close to the same thing and then they like immediately outpaced themselves i question like was this game critically important was this a huge deal yes in part because of the controversy surrounding it giving it extra attention to mechanically what it was like did more people play this and thus were interested in it because of sort of the controversies around it Do, do you genuinely think we would not have reached open world design in the same way that we did without this specific game um uh, that that it feels like more than one question. Maybe. I think that um, so as far as controversy is concerned, I feel like controversy followed it being a smash hit, okay. not the other way around. Okay, I don't think it was a controversy, so therefore it became uh, a massive hit. I think it even surprised Rockstar how much this game was a hit. Yeah. Um. So so that that is my answer to that part of the question. Would we have come to open world design without Grand Theft Auto? Um. Sure, totally. I yeah. mean, we already had Grand Theft Auto 2 and Grand Theft Auto 1 that right. uh, sort of had the same structure, even though right. it's not in a 3D world. What What's important, though, here is that this game all came together the way it did mm-hmm. and then was a smash hit. Right. Um, if Super Mario 64 had somehow existed in obscurity, then it would not have been as influential because right. it was obscure, regardless of how genius it might have been. Right. So you have to have all those things it has to be um you know technically uh something new um we have to accomplish something um it has to be fun to play at least to people at the time sure and then it has you have to have a lot of eyeballs on it yeah i think in order for something to become uh influential on that scale yeah um but do i think someone else would have done it if not rockstar absolutely i don't know if they would have done it this way though yeah and i think it the thing i'm saying is we live in the world where Grand Theft Auto 3 was that game. Right, for sure. Which I'm not necessarily saying is the best of all possible universes. There might be another universe where a better game was our open world breakthrough game. Right. Um, And then, you know, whatever, things might be different there. But in our game, or in our world, and in our game, in this instance of the (laughs) game we're we're living, um, Grand Theft Auto 3 uh, is that game. So I I give it a 10 out of 10 for Legacy. I give it a... there's not good scores in anything else. So. <laughs> yeah, I've got my set of ten that I I believe it belongs in uh, okay. for me. So I I'm, got mine I'm, too. I'm ready. This is in the this is in the 40s and maybe even low 40s for me. Um, Perfect. I kind of I'm, hate, I'm, I kinda I, hate I, it. I, I was gonna say in the 30s. Yeah. Um. So so we're at least we'll find somewhere in between ish. Yeah. So so let's see. So you're saying 40s. I'm saying 30s. How do we? I'm I'm willing to to start. Um, we can either start at the top or start at the bottom, but I'm willing to start um, at least as like it's. I don't think I'm going to see it go any lower than um, 
like Mass Effect One or Solar Ash or whatever. Um, but, okay, you know we let's we, start we at, start uh, let's there. start at forty five then. Let's start at Twisted okay. Metal Two. Yeah. Um. So we'll 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 see we'll see where GTA Three belongs. Uh, similar this uh, way. similar style in terms of like the mindset of the people <laughs> interested interested in these games maybe you are a, a significantly bigger twisted metal 2 fan the, the reason twisted metal 2 is so low on this list is probably primarily due to me so i'm th- this seems like it would be maybe a conflicting uh place to start for you yeah on my own um separate list uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 beat Twisted Metal 2 by just a few spots. Mm. And the reason, I would say primarily, is to me they're they're kind of similar experiences, right? They're games yeah. that were that were really important to me when I was a kid. Um, and then playing them, they're a little bit chunky. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I give it to Grand Theft Auto 3, though, just because it has that level that Twisted Metal 2 doesn't have, which is that it's very interesting to think about. And yeah. it's such an important cultural item. Um, and it shaped our world in so many ways that Twisted Metal 2 didn't even get the opportunity to because people decided the genre that Twisted Metal 2 was representing, vehicular car combat, yeah. was uh, not long for this world. Right. So it we, we just got rid of it. We cast it off like whatever. I'll right. say this, though. Twisted Metal 2 is funnier than uh, yeah. Grand Theft Auto 3. I'd agree uh, with Twist that. Twisted Metal 2 is much closer to something that I would actually find funny than Grand Theft Auto 3, which is uh, yeah. mostly just like... Just really, really half-hearted comedy. I would yeah. say all the way through. It it legitimately sounds like people that are that are not being sincere with yeah. what they think is funny. That they're pretend they're like using this as an yeah. excuse to be like, I'm a comedy writer now, and it's you, like, and you do not have those chops. My you know friend, what I'm it sorry. is? The issue is that GTA Three, like we said, all of the comedy and all the writing is done in the radio, and radio mm-hmm. DJs job is not to be funny and radio djs are not usually comedians they are just an energy level maintainer to get into the next thing which is why it has all of the energy of comedy with none of the joke writing basically right. so it's, it's a thing written by essentially a bunch of radio djs and performed by a bunch of actual radio djs and that's that's what you get out the other side is just this sort of just like I have three seconds to tell a joke before the next song plays and here's a goofy commercial parody. All right, back to you. Like I it's, think it's the a problem lot of is that. It's it's too cynical while also being too shallow. Yeah. So like it it's not I, I think I think cynicism can be really funny. Yeah. Uh or or a cynical take on anything can be like super funny, but it has to be like really grounded in something real. Right. Whereas like Grand Theft Auto 3, especially, we'll, we'll keep it defined, because I'll, you know, I'm going to have an open mind, I want to say, going forward, yeah. to be honest. Like, for, for all I know, uh, one of the other Grand Theft Autos actually might hit me a little different. Um, so I'm not building some sort of theory for all of this right. series. I'm of just, course. we're just starting here. Um, for this game, at least, I would say that it, it just feels like, like a parody of the United States done by someone that only vaguely understands American culture at the time, right. to be honest. And and it's not really hitting it on a deeper level. It's almost like imagine someone that is their their joke writing process is just watching um late night show monologues right. of the day. They're just watching like Conan or Jay Leno's monologue in two thousand one and being like, Oh, okay, this is comedy. When just so you know, the monologue 
part of late night has been dead for decades it was yeah. dead by the time we got to 2001 this is an aspect of late night that sticks around in spite of everyone basically everyone involved in comedy is like well that part obviously needs to go it's horrible yeah. okay it is trash garbage that we do not need to do anymore yet for some reason we do yeah so um, anyways well, i think it's i think it's better than twist metal 2 though i think that same argument could more or less be applied to tony hawk three and even donkey kong country three i mean we're talking about just like there's going to be legacy points that grand theft auto three can't have taken away from it um mm. there's maybe a talk about com uh, about sonic adventure in there but i'm almost keen to just skip way up to kingdom hearts and okay. start talking about those two games um the big issue for me with grand theft auto three is it in no way survives as a game i have any desire to play by myself that's the biggest problem for me grand theft auto 3 similar to like how we talked about super monkey ball yeah. grand theft auto 3 is a party game to me where you you do your rampage and then you hand the controller off to the other person sure. to let them do their rampage you just kind of see how it goes. you you come up with together ways to try and make it bigger and better go to a new area try something new but like beyond that like i have almost no fun playing grand theft auto 3 like on my own uh, in, in any context. So yeah. putting it up against Kingdom Hearts 1, which like has its problems, but at the end of the day, I still personally like playing Kingdom Hearts 1 all the way through. I don't think it's a, a, a wonderful experience, but I'll actually sit down and play all of it and kind of enjoy the mechanics of it just enough. Yeah, I think, I think they're very similar games to me in this arena mm -hmm. uh in that they're both like pretty i would say fairly annoying to play yeah um and the the the, the game feel is not great um one of them i feel like kingdom hearts was really fun for the show mm -hmm. and it's a humorous uh game to talk about i i wouldn't say that it has near the magnitude or like the the like it doesn't have any extra dimension for me. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a funny game to talk about. It, it's 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 kind of like a better version of Sonic Adventure. Right. Um as far as this show uh is concerned. Totally. Um I do I think for me looking at this list I I think I I would have I would be more interested in talking about gta 3 versus star wars shadows of the sure. empire yeah. a game that is basically here only on legacy yeah yeah uh while not having that zeitgeisty power i think is ultimately a more interesting game to me oh for sure um but i yeah i don't know exactly how how i feel about well, those two head to head they're, with, they're with both Kingdom interesting Hearts, I, I'm yeah, totally willing to let uh, it, it slip past Kingdom Hearts because I I agree. There's 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 still a clunkiness to Kingdom Hearts. There's still a um a, a messiness to it, and and the legacy is just not there. Star Wars: Status of the Empire is such an interesting thing because, like we've always talked about, it is the foundation of which upon most Star Wars games that immediately follow it are built upon. Much in the same way, GTA 3, like, we immediately next year, we get Vice City. And two yep. years later, we get San Andreas. Both of which yep. are vast improvements. I mean, we haven't both replayed them uh, super recently, but, like, I, I have recollection, recollections of what is improved in those next two games. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they, they are incredibly similar in the idea that, like, we built a base, it's kind of messy, but we, we got the ideas on paper so that we can start riffing from there. Other people can get their hand on the ball. Other people are going to come up with other open-world designs after Grand Theft Auto 3. Other people right. take Star Wars 
Shadows of the Empire mechanics and kind of run with it. I think Star Wars um, maybe tries a few less interesting things. Like the thing, the core of what Grand Theft Auto 3 is trying to do is maybe more bold and more interesting than the idea that Star Wars Shadows of the Empire is trying to tackle a lot of things, but none of them quite as in-depth as like the one thing GTA 3 is going to do. So maybe that's, that's a point for me in GTA 3's court. Uh, I don't find either of them fun to actually touch and play. So they're, they're right. pretty even on that front. And I think Shadows of the Empire stylistically, um, even as a person who doesn't like Star Wars, I think Shadows of the Empire is much more interesting, especially for the time period as like, let's really invest energy and effort into sort of non-mainline Star Wars stuff. I think that's to be applauded from the start from Lucasfilm and the people in control of it at that time. I'm, I'm glad Shadows of the Empire exists more than I'm glad the story and culture of GTA 3 exists, right? Yeah, man, I don't know. This is just like a hard game to talk about, <laughs> GTA 3. Um, I think it'd be cool if we said it was, if we put it lower than Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. But I don't even know that I like... <laughs> can hold, I, hold to that. I don't even know that that's really what like like what I think so uh-huh. much as it's like I guess I guess the more we talk about this one the more I realize it just doesn't really matter where we put Grand Theft Auto yeah, 3. Yeah. Right. This this is a game that like it has this like importance that uh has is kind of locked away in time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you revisit it th- those of us or those of you that are listening to this and you're thinking like well, I I I really like Grand Theft Auto 3. Um, and it sounds like these two guys don't really like it that much. Um, well, well. By the way, we've already put it, pre- you know, pretty high up on this list of yeah. mostly good games. So I would say it's doing fine. But um, I, I also just want to say that I, I think that compared to the other games in the series, Grand Theft Auto 3's kind of excellence is 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 left back in 2001. Yes, it's, it's that's where it is. Right. Um, and you're you're maybe getting access to it whenever you play Grand Theft Auto 3, but I just feel like it it was a kind of you had to be there game, mm-hmm. and you know perhaps was not designed in a way that was going to make it timeless. I mean, yeah. in a lot of ways, it absolutely wasn't. It has right. it has any comedy in it whatsoever. Comedy ages, uh, you know, like milk you've left out in the sun it, it doesn't it's not good <laughs> yeah it, it just doesn't it, it doesn't stay fresh it's very yeah. very old very very quickly yeah um yeah so to be honest matt i don't really care where we put it <laughs> i i think uh it being right below star wars shadows of the empire uh is funny is it, it is gonna funny. is it gonna cause complications down the road? Like think about other games nah. that could fall in that area. Is that gonna be like a really annoying pocket down the line that GTA three is right under Star Wars Shadows of the Empire? I don't think so. Yeah. I, I I think I think we're just searching for a place in the middle here to yeah. put it anyways. Right. Um I think in future episodes we won't have much of a problem yeah. moving around it. Um mostly but it's it, it is nice that it's right next to Kingdom Hearts too, because I feel like I kind of have a similar feeling of yeah, uh, what yeah. about Kingdom Hearts of just kind of it being like I I don't want to um, dumpster it down into the bottom yeah but it is a really annoying play yeah so like perhaps these three being sitting together um, is actually kind of a, a great spot for them where yeah. they're like 
Star Wars Shadows of the Empire, Grand Theft Auto 3, and Kingdom Hearts are three games that we think are important and interesting and uh, just not a good time yeah, to just, hang out with. Just trash to have these days. Yeah. yeah. I'm also glad GTA 3 won't go above Star Wars Shadows of the Empire because thinking about the only thing I like about in, uh, GTA 3 is the driving and the fact that it was almost right next to Forza Horizon 5, which is like night and day. <laughs> like, yeah, what a yeah. weird... That would be impossible. Nothing could ever... That it would be so difficult to to make that make sense in future totally. rankings that fall in this area. So I'm I'm happy for it to go down there, which means Grand Theft Auto Three is the 41st best game on this list. 40 yeah. Shadows of the Empire, 41 GTA Three, 42 Kingdom Hearts. That's fine. Honestly, on my personal list, it's like way way. This is this is like a Halo Two level sort of hatred that I have for this game. Like I really really yeah. dislike this thing, but I have to sort of accept that it's got these qualities to it um, that that persist beyond its own uh time in in history or whatever whereas like with halo 2 i'm like i hate i think the matchmaking is a bad thing overall i don't where, think where, open world game design is bad overall had so, it been only up to you where would you have put it uh it probably would have been around uh like golden eye killer instinct metroid dread probably right under so you metroid dread you, you would have put it in the 50s almost i Not mean not the 40s yeah, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I, it depends on the day of the week, basically. But like, I, I, I think Mass Effect, Solar Ash, and Metroid Dread were all more fun to play than I have ever had any time with Grand Theft Auto Three. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. When I when yeah, I say forties, I'm thinking low forties. Like I'm 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 making cases for all of those things in my head to do whatever. Right. Um. I, yeah. I, I I know I like donkey kong country 3 and tony hawk's pro skater 3 a lot more but do those do either of those games have really any legacy no of course not so you know well and also it, it's i think i think really i, I don't know I, I i feel good about it because i feel like my nostalgia for grand theft auto 3 outmatches every single game that yeah. is underneath it including twisted metal 2 which is a game i'm really nostalgic for uh-huh uh it, it it is definitely a game that back in the day i spent so much quality time with mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and you know i was talking to sean about this just uh just yesterday because sean was playing uh the game in our living room because yeah. i'm at ps5 in the living room so anyone can play it um and sean said something really interesting which was like it's cool that grand theft auto 3 is like because I pl played so much of it back in the day, it is like a place I can go revisit. Like it's, <laughs> it has the aspects uh -huh. of of a place. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that that was a really cool thing to say, and I think it uh, it makes a lot of sense. Right. Um, it's just you know it's it, it's locked in time that yeah. place, but yeah. you can go back there and just kind of drive around and be like, oh yeah, I remember. I used to right. spend so much time here. I went. I immediately when I booted up GTA Three went all the way to the the car dealership area where the banshee is sitting behind that golden yes. glass pane yep. and i broke the, the glass pane and got Built in my banshee car. and i was like oh my god how many times have i done this yeah, yeah. you know what i mean right how many times and then suddenly banshees start spawning everywhere and every car on the road is a banshee how miraculous uh i would so, be just as long as i, I know. got mine I, I, know. I love the banshee by the way that's my oh, favorite car in the it's game amazing. the other cars suck actually uh, we have another job to do, though, because we've we've put this, we've said its legacy makes it 41, but that's about it. But now let's talk exclusively about 2001 and how this thing falls in in the year 2001, if we can transport ourselves back to this time. Right, right. Um, this is where things get a lot weirder, because obviously this is, like, among the most important games 
of 2001. Maybe the most important game of 2001. More important than Halo. Halo, I don't think, even became as important as it is until a little bit later, right? Halo had to catch a little bit of fire and, like, sort of slowly grow into its behemoth-dom. But GTA 3 came out the gate swinging. Yeah, it's true. Um, I want to propose something. Because we, when we started this season, we, we said explicitly that we would allow ourselves to reorganize For the sure. list anytime we wanted to. Yep. So what I want to start doing is trying out logics Test for the list out. for sure and seeing like what this thing's we not think. done until it's done so every yeah. week is a new draft we get to play with what if we did do a, li- a version of the list that emphasizes only mm-hmm. importance yeah okay importance only so that you know we try out how does it feel to have grand theft auto 3 at the top of the list yeah how do- what does the whole list look like if we organize it simply based off of it's kind of historical yeah relevance we're into about to the drop future. Bongayo into the trash can then. Exactly. Bongayo <laughs> will go pretty low. Um, I think, uh, so yeah, so so I would say that could look something like Grand Theft Auto 3, number one, yeah. Halo Combat Evolved, number two, or vice versa. You can make an argument either way, but no, I think Grand I, Theft I think Auto 3 is... I think in 2001, had, it's yeah. GTA 3 with a bullet. I mean, that's, yeah. that's very sharp. Uh, but then I'm I'm a little interested as to what the rest of the list would look like in your eyes because I kind of yeah. struggled after Halo because um, it was kind of a lot for me after out. Halo you got a set of of two or three which is Pikmin Sonic Adventure and maybe Tony Hawk's Pro Skater three but I think Tony Hawk's Pro Skater three is just under those two but I think I think Pikmin as a new Nintendo IP um is a is kind of a big deal and sonic yeah. adventure 2 as its place in the history of the dreamcast that feels like a sharp that feels like a firm number three to me actually sonic, sonic adventure, adventure 2, 2 in terms of 2001 and what it means and remembering too that in 2001 i think i said 2002 a second ago in 2001 people loved sonic adventure 2 which seems crazy now but they did it was a, a good game that people it sold pretty well what do you think about monkey ball as far as importance because monkey ball is kind of interesting to me as being the first sega game uh-huh that is coming out in the kind of post sonic adventure or post dreamcast yeah disaster right um and it is kind of i would say kind of emblematic of what sega will be doing right for the rest of i well i mean up until now i think i agree with that my one question and this is a genuine question is was that evident at the time like did that did do, do you think people truly felt that about super monkey ball like was super monkey ball was sega coming out being like here's our new sega game at super monkey ball i just i just wonder that of of I how would say the, important yeah, was yeah. sega sort of shipping this as a flagship of a new era i get your i i get your point um what i would say is that it, it comes down to definitions here. Um, yes, sure, in bigness and loudness, y- you're correct, but I would say that your correction proves my point. Yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is that Super Monkey Ball is emblematic of what Sega will be totally. now, which yeah. is kind of just over there making their Sega stuff and right. still being weird, but without the fanfare. Right. The thing is, it's kind of like Sega just kind of makes what they make. The Yakuza games, I'm sure, sell fine, but it's not like this like kind of they're not these big industry titans Mm-mm. anymore they're just over there making weird games yeah um i would say 
to me, I feel like the next three are Super Monkey Ball, Sonic Adventure 2, and Pikmin. Oh, you want Super I, Monkey Ball above even Sonic Adventure 2. Okay, okay. I, I, I see the order. No, no, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't the order. Okay. I was, I was giving the three games that I yeah. think we should talk about no, I as think those that works. next three. I think that works, and I could even put Super Monkey Ball above Sonic Adventure 2 in terms of like actual importance. I think Sonic Adventure 2 has a... a a long legacy of I don't know it's hard to say there's so many people that I find out love Super Monkey Ball but I feel like I I, I feel like Sonic Adventure 2 is slightly more iconic as a thing even though yeah. some of that is Sonic Adventure as a series right is like right. this sort of new step forward so can Sonic Adventure 2 get all of the credit for Sonic Adventure 1 no it shouldn't so right could, could we maybe um, what if we split them up with Pikmin and then I don't really care which one goes up above so it would be like it would be like number three is either super monkey ball or sonic adventure 2 number four is pikmin and the number five is the other that wasn't i think so I, I i think it's super monkey ball and then i don't it's hard to make that argument for pick maybe, uh, no i like the way it looks it's weird pick, that two pick, gamecube games are right there in the middle but uh super monkey ball then pikmin then sonic adventure 2 i like that i think is good and then i think it's kind of the rest of the order here plays itself out. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 is still decently important enough. It's a hugely rated... Again, it's one of I the highest I, rated games of 2001, even if it's just the third entry in a yearly series. Klonoa 2 and Bongayo are not <laughs> anywhere close right. to, to importance or anything like that. I think it's got to be Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 next. Yeah. Um, so, so then yeah, the conversation so is Bongayo or Klonoa 2. Two games sort of notably looking backwards, right? This is what we've talked about with both right. of these games is, yeah, they're 2001 one but they're interested in in sort of getting back to older style games so i don't know where i don't know where those two fall in terms of order i mean i certainly um have heard a little bit more of klonoa 2 than i had ever heard of bongayo but that's also um just... but here's the thing <laughs> uh, here here's gonna be my argument bongayo gets sequels and yeah. gets like 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 they keep trying to do this right klonoa 2 gets these remasters where um so there was the the Wii remaster mm -hmm. of the Klonoa games to try and gauge interest and it sold so poorly that yeah. they were like oh i guess there's no future for this for this series right. now we don't know that that's it's funny cuz we're at an inflection point with that right now those new Klonoa remasters for the switch for all we know those are going to sell really really well and the Klonoa's yeah. back baby don't think I, so <laughs> i doubt it so so that's what i'm saying is i feel like between the two of them, Bongayo had more of a future yeah. from here. Yeah. Whereas Klonoa two, as as cool as it is, right. Um, and I want to be clear, I do I do think those games are cool. Yeah. Um, as cool it is as it is, I feel like it sort of got just like lost right. at the time. Yeah. Well, and also Klonoa two, I mean, you don't have a whole lot more to explore mechanically with what it's doing, whereas Bongayo very obviously did. Any future Klonoa platformers that could have existed would have had to just sort of like do a completely different thing. I mean, I guess there's a, there's a Klonoa out that that was released for the Wii, uh, mm -hmm. and oh no, that's just another remake. That's just a remake wow. of the first game as well. So yeah, they they never knew anything else to do with this. They released a couple games for Wonder Swan and Game Boy Advance, but that's like obviously not even gonna be what Klonoa right. is, right? Because Klonoa is very distinctly a 2.5D game. So yeah, I and, I, I and, think and also I want I want to emphasize this with that. Um, Bongayo is closer design-wise to like something that you could imagine an indie studio doing right now. Exactly. The the PlayStation One style character action platformer type game has yet to have its comeback. It yeah. still might, right? 
but it is funny if it doesn't really right like it could be the kind of thing where it's like yeah that was something we did for a while it does not really have a place anymore <laughs> um and we're not gonna we're, we're not even gonna farm the nostalgia on it i think someone should frankly yeah. Yeah, I think I I think those games were fun, and that we could use some like cool indie studios making new yeah. versions and, of that and, stuff. And what I hope for is that they pull from Klonoa quite a bit. Actually, yeah, yeah. A, a slow puzzle forward character platformer is w- would be what I crave from an indie developer anyway. So I really hope that uh, the people that are making that kind of game are looking at Klonoa too, because again. I think it's an incredibly good game. I had like a wild amount of fun with it, uh, way yeah. more than I ever expected. But yeah, I think this 2001 list makes sense. We'll read it off again. In terms of 2001-ness, you've got Grand Theft Auto 3, then Halo Combat Evolved, then Super Monkey Ball, and then Pikmin, and then Sonic Adventure 2, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, Bongayo, and Klonoa 2. And there you have it. We've yep. got we've got a new a fully reformed list. Bongayo went from first to second to last in a blink of an eye. Yeah, uh, don't worry. Right, it'll we'll, it'll we'll be back. We'll try out a different logic. <laughs> exactly. I'll tell you this much: I already hate the idea of having a list where Grand Theft Auto Three is on top. <laughs> exactly. There's no point. It's like this is the version of the list where where uh, we're just putting it out there for a week so that you can 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 listen to it and be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, there's no point in doing this project. We do that version yeah, of the yeah, list. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nobody needs to hear that. <laughs> Nobody the, needs to hear that. The memories of 2001 did not need to put uh, GTA 3 at the at the forefront yeah. of that memory. Yeah, yeah. There will be a better logic in the future. I just thought it was fun to see it. For sure. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Any uh, any closing thoughts on uh, Grand Theft Auto 3? Uh, I hate this game actually a lot. I didn't talk enough <laughs> about how much I hate the game um, th- you through didn't. and through. I uh, I I loathe it actually. Like sitting down to play, it makes me actively angry. Doing the missions and having them reset makes me want to throw my controller across the room. Uh, GTA Three might be like at the top of my frustration rankings. Like I I wow. this game truly makes me very upset, kind of all the time because it all, is- it's constantly being bad, mechanically failing, and then throwing awful atmosphere and and jokes at you like it's just it literally is a practice in how upset and uncomfortable can i just be for like an hour yeah that that is how grand theft auto 3 feels to me and they get so much better i can think of that san andreas like tells a real earnest story that like says at least some things even while being stupid and goofy like I don't know if San Andreas is going to hold up. That's the one I wanted to do when we originally talked about, like, let's just do Grand Theft Auto games before we had this 2001 idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, I want to skip the first two. Vice City is fine, but I want to skip it. I just want to go straight to San Andreas if we're going to talk about the PlayStation 2 GTAs uh, because I just knew how much I was going to really hate uh, GTA 3. I I do not like it. And even back in the day, it was a game, like I said, my parents weren't going to let me own it. I never wanted to own it. I was completely fine to go over to a friend's house. We play it for like an hour. We do a couple rampages back and forth. And then it's like, all right, let's switch to something different now. Let's, let's like, let's play Jesse radio future or something, please. The only thing that I like about GTA three over like some of the GTAs afterwards is it's so crude Mm -hmm. that it, I think fails to be as problematic as it can and will be <laughs> as it gets older. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's the equivalent of if they're all if each GTA game is a stand-up comedian saying some stuff where you're like, "Whoa, yeah. what?" Um <laughs> if it is that, Grand Theft Auto 3 is the open mic stand-up comedian right. saying some edgy stuff into the microphone. It's like, "Yeah, buddy, 
this doesn't matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> you are just at a bar right now, and go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. Exercise your freedom of speech Boy. that you claim you do not have access to. Uh -huh. And it's just the whole time you're sitting there being like, wow, this guy would get kicked out if it mattered at all. You know? <laughs> Thank y'all for listening to Old Gamer's Almanac. Produced by Hunter Donaldson and Matt Martins. Music by Night Corey. Yeah.